On episode 22 of the EdTech Pod Squad, the squad talks about planning, attending, and reflecting on the learning that takes place at conferences. All right. Welcome to the EdTech Pod Squad, a monthly show where five Missouri EdTech leaders talk, share, and reflect on their own teaching and learning. The conversation with Josh Howard, Samantha Hardesty-Noll, Aaron Lawson, Jonathan Lee, and J.P. Presavento starts right now. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the EdTech Pod Squad. We're with you this episode. Uh, uh, let's talk about who's here today. First, I'll start off with me. My name is Josh Howard. I'm the, instru- I'm the Instructional Technology Coordinator in the uh, Fulton Public School District, and you can find me on Twitter at Josh C. Howard. Hey, guys. J.P. Presvento here from Fox School District. You can connect with me on the Twitters at J.P. Prez. And I am Jonathan Lee. You can catch me on Twitter at JLeeTechPercent or on the METC podcast. Hi, I'm Sam- Samantha Hardesty Knoll. Um, I'm an instructional technology coach in the Wentzville School District, and you can reach me at Tech Knoll. And I'm Erin Lawson. I'm the Director of Professional and Program Development in the Orchard Farm School District. And you can find me on Twitter at Erin underscore Lawson3. All right. So excited that everybody's back together, um, digging, getting dug out of the snow, ready to talk about METC. Who's excited about METC? I'm excited. All right. So um, here's what we're going to try to do for this episode today. We're just going to talk about like what we're going to be doing at the conference. uh, If there's anything you're looking forward to, uh, stuff like that. So um, let's just start with uh, what everybody's doing. Uh, Sam, do you want to talk about um, your topic there? I would love to talk about my topic. Um, I get to do three presentations this year. And hey, Sam, why do you get to do three presentations this year? Oh, that's a great thing to shout out here. Go ahead, Sam. Um, Because I am one of the spotlight educators this year at the METC conference. Super excited about with a group of very talented educators. Um, So I'm looking forward to that. And I love that I'm going to be presenting at the same time every day, which is great, so I won't get lost. But I have some three great presentations that I'm working on right now. The first one, I'm going to be talking about how to empower all students with Google tools. And the second one is going to really be focusing on coaching, um, and it's called Tech Friends. I'll be there for you. And then the third one that I'm doing is uh, something I'm really passionate about is student voice. And so I'm going to be doing a presentation on encouraging student voice through technology. Uh, that's super exciting. Um, what about you, Jonathan? What are you uh, going to be talking about there at the conference? Well, I guess I'll be there. Um, <laughs> I hope. You know, <laughs> that is the plan as of right now. Um, but, uh, yeah, so I'm excited about a few things. Two of the sessions that I'll be doing, um, I have a close relationship with Osmo, and so I'll actually be in the theater on Tuesday sharing off some of their cool tools and resources and how we can use it within the classroom. Uh, I'll be there with another Osmo ambassador, Carolyn Allen from Hazelwood. So excited about that on Tuesday morning. On Wednesday, I'll be doing a session about foot coaching, uh, how teachers can coach each other um, using the cool tool called Footgrid. I know it's a Microsoft product, but yeah, we'll be focusing on that on Wednesday. And then um, I will be at the podcasting table uh, all three days for some set of time 
Um, so I'm excited about that. And then, of course, the Zoom showcase will be Monday and Tuesday. So I'm excited to be involved and, and around for that, too. Excellent. Uh, sounds like you're, you have a full plate. Um, might have something to do with, you know, your role with METC. I don't know, maybe. Um, Aaron, Aaron, what does it look like for you this year? So I actually um, just have the one session and it's, um, it's, it's our EdTech Pod Squad session. Um, I believe that we are on, and Jonathan, correct me if I'm wrong, I think it's what, Tuesday at 2.40 p.m.? is our EdTech Pod Squad poster session in the Learner's Lounge. So definitely come in and visit us there. Um, and then the other thing that I'm doing for, for METC this year, I'm going around and just really supporting a lot of our teachers from Orchard Farm that are presenting. Uh, we have about 11, 12, if you count me, people presenting. And so I'm really excited for them and, um, and just looking forward to support them with their presentations. Awesome. Uh, we'll, I'm sure we'll be talking a little bit more, more about some of that stuff in a little bit. But uh, before we get there, JP, what are you doing at the conference? Yeah, just like Aaron, you know, I have a pretty light conference schedule this year. I will be at the EdTech Pod Squad poster session at some day in time that you guys will tell me. Um, <laughs> I think either right before or right after that, I will also be hanging out at the podcasting table. I'll have my gear set up. We'll be doing a little bit of episodes little episode of the bits and bites of education that will still be a thing at that point uh so i'll see you guys that day at metc whichever day that may be very cool very cool well um i guess i'll share my plans uh <clears throat> i i don't know the exact days i haven't looked at the schedule in a while but i think on tuesday i'm doing a session called um stop collaborate and listen uh, it's a podcasting session. I'm going to highlight some podcasting uh, projects I've done with some students, and I'll talk about how you can do that with kids. Imagine that, me talking about podcasting in a conference. And then um, the on the last day, Wednesday, I am doing a session about live streaming and professional development with YouTube Live. So especially for those of you who are working at a larger conference or a large, larger district and you're trying to, you know, create PD content that can hit a lot of people in a lot of different ways. Uh, that's what we'll uh, be covering in that session. Then, of course, I'll be doing the uh, EdTech Pod Squad poster at, a, am sure, a time that has been relayed to me that I can't remember. So uh, I'll be there as well. Super, obviously, super excited about that. Okay. Who's ready to talk? It's, oh. two, it's Tuesday, 2.20 to 3.30. Okay, so for all of our, all of our listeners squad. out there know the time to come to the posters right then. Everybody mark your calendar. Yes, the best, best listener session you've ever seen in your life. Okay. And listeners, if you see us, please remind us at exactly what time. That would be super helpful. Yes, please. Yeah, yeah. And if you didn't see me at that poster, uh, just uh, walk the other way when you see me at the conference um okay so i guess we can move on to our featured content all right so since we have the amazing wonderful learning opportunity of metc coming up uh we here at the squad would like to talk a little bit about how you know you can engage with uh sessions how 
you know, just how you go there, get information, share it out, what, how your conference handles and stuff like that. So let me throw a question out to the group. How in your district do you select uh, people that you want to take to an event, a large conference like uh, METC? Well, I'll start us off. Um, we have 22 buildings in our district, and each one of our buildings have what we currently call a technology contact within that building. And that's kind of the our technology team that we really um, use as our leadership team and kind of our teachers that we empower to go back to their buildings and do some phenomenal things. So we invite all 22 of those teachers to be able to attend the METC so that they can get some great resources and so that we can kind of continue our learning together when we go back to the district. Um, and then we also offer METC as, an, as a learning option uh, for some of our level one and level two technicians in our building. Cool. So anybody else, what are the things that you're doing to get people to these events? Um, in the in Orchard Farm, um, we kind of do a couple different things. I mean, like if if a lot if any of our teachers they see a conference or something like that that they would like to go to, you know they you know they can definitely ask because um, we we do like to send our teachers to as many of those types of things as possible. But for something like METC, um, it really started off with. Um, with our district technology committee that you've heard me talk about quite a bit. Uh, you know, we started off with those guys. If you were part of this committee, then you had to submit a proposal to METC um, because we wanted our teachers that were on that committee to also be leaders um, outside of our district as well and to practice uh, presenting to people that are not just their colleagues. And so they started doing that. And this year we did a little bit of a different kind of thing. Um, our district tech committee members, um, they still had to submit a proposal, but this time they had to find somebody in their building that was, um, that were, that were doing great things and then pair up with that person and submit a proposal together. And so that's why we have so many people um, getting to go to the conference this year and also presenting at the conference because they're kind of just sharing the love basically of presentation of, of being able to do a presentation and what it's like, but also then they get to attend the sessions as well. I do think that's such a good model because I think like there's a lot of different ways that you can experience a conference like this, but I feel like when you present at a conference, it kind of, you kind of take it to the next level, I guess. Like it, you, you feel like you're going to access the material more. You're going to start making connections with people. You feel like you're kind of more a part of it. Um, when I first started going to conferences, I, until I started presenting, I never felt like that pull or to, you know, be a part of those conversations or ne and network so much. So I think that's a really great way to kind of invest your teachers, kind of pull them into being more interested. Um, we, we struggle with that. A big part of what, you know, we used to really encourage our um, innovations team members to submit proposals. And over the years, that's kind of fallen off. We're not doing it nearly as much. So, you know, we definitely pay for teachers to go. We, uh, you know, especially in our district this year with um, Beth Huff being one of the featured people, we have a lot more. We have a lot of students going. We have a lot of people going this year. But in a typical year, uh, we try to bring some members of our designated technology innovation team people to come there and uh, be part of that. But I do like the idea of encouraging people to present more, not just uh, kind of hoping that they do. 
so you have your team together. You're going to go with your district uh, squad, so to speak, to the conference. What kind of pre-planning do you do? How do you get ready? How do you get ready with the people you're going to? How do you coordinate that? What are some of your guys' ideas about that? So one thing that I talk about in terms of this is, you know, it's so important when you attend a conference like METC that you have a plan going into it. So whether it's a face-to-face meeting or, you know, we're all, you know, in the tech world, um, so a virtual meeting where everyone kind of has a goal. What are you trying to get out of the event? Because I really feel like, you know, with a conference, if you're going to METC, you're going for the whole thing. That's three days of learning. That's a lot of stuff. And if you're not going in with a plan, and you're just going going in blind. You don't know what you're going to get. You don't know what you're trying to take out of it. So I really think, you know, making sure that that team, everyone knows what their plan is. What are they hoping to get out of the event before they start it? And when I take teams to events, it's a it's a conversation we always have. What's your number one goal go going into this event. And sometimes, you know, we'll even look at our building PD goals, our um, district district plans to help us figure out what that is, but making sure that we have a conversation about what everyone's goal is, is really important to me. I agree with you, JP. And I remember you talking about that before. Um, I think you and I actually had conversations about this and that really helped when, um, when I took those two teachers, uh, was it last week, two weeks ago to FETC because it was so helpful because I was able to focus on kind of a more like district wide type thing, you know, and then uh, we had an ELA teacher. So she knew what she needed to focus on. And then we had um, our innovation teacher. So he was focusing on like STEM, anything technology related, new cool things, things like that. And it was just, it was just really helpful. And I also had those teachers check in with their um, building principals and their uh, PDC leaders or professional development leaders within the building. Cause I wanted them to check in with those guys and just make sure that they had kind of a overall goal of what their building needed, what their colleagues needed and everything. Um, so that way they were completely set when they went to the conference. I like to also make sure when we are heading to a conference, whether it be several of us attending or just our tech team specifically, um, we just do some of the kind of the back end work to keep things organized. So we will create a folder in Google Drive. We'll share it out with all the participants that are going with us so that everybody has access to it and can share resources. And we usually have that. We try to go with the mindset of dividing and conquering so that we're not all going to the same sessions, um, that we're going to a wide variety of sessions because we know that we're bringing back to learning for all of our teachers. So that way we kind of share those resources as well, usually in a shared um folder, Google folder of some sort, and then, or we'll put some things on a Google Doc of like great ideas, just to try and help a little bit with the pre-planning. Um, so just kind of go along, like, I feel like a conference like this is a great example of like, if you don't plan out where you're going to be all the time, it's a lot easier to end up in sessions that are irrelevant or were maybe just kind of close by to where you were and you think, oh, that's interesting. And then later on you go back and that happens to me all the time. You look back at the session guide and you're like, oh man, at 930 there was this awesome thing that I wish I'd seen that everybody's talking about, but you know, I hadn't looked at the schedule. So I just kind of walked around and went where, uh, the, the wind was blowing me. So like 
with METC, there's so many sessions and there's so many opportunities to, uh, they, they do a nice job with the strands and the topics and seeing all that stuff. So get with your team, the people who are going to go with you and definitely divide and conquer. What are some things that we want to emphasize? So with us, we have our technology team and our innovations team. What are some things in the next 12 to 18 months that we really want to emphasize with our students and our teachers in our classroom? And what are, how do those apply with our, the vision of our team? And what are some sessions where we can start pulling resources, getting ideas, stuff like that? Along with that, I always like to at least plan some time where you can go back, whether it's at the end of the day or if it's lunch or whatever, plan out a time to kind of get back together with your teammates so you can kind of run down, share some ideas. We, um, we do a, a, a shared Google folder in our drive, a team drive, where we drop in presentations that we've gone, seen in other sessions, and then we can kind of share and recommend those out to the other people on the team. But definitely don't just go in cold. You really want to have a plan and you want to have communicated that to other people so you're not following each other around all the same sessions at the end of the day. You don't have anything to share or to, uh, to talk about. <clears throat> um. So I guess kind of going along with that, what advice do you give participants when they attend conf uh, these conferences? So what kind of things are you telling them to make it the most successful? Not necessarily picking sessions, but what are some just stuff that's going to make conferences more effective? Josh, you kind of touched on it a, a little bit, um, just having that time. So I think one of the things that Amanda, Mike, and I have done in the past couple of conferences that have really helped uh, our learning is that we meet together at the end of the day, even though it's a long day, we meet together at the end of the day and we spend a couple hours at the end of the day, just really kind of debriefing what we've learned and talking about how we can take that back to the district, how we can use that with our teachers um, and actually coming up with a plan right then um, while it's fresh in our head. Cause I feel like once we go back to the district, it's like, boom, MET is over, METC is over and we're on to 5 million other things. Yeah, definitely. Um, I'm, I hit on this before, but you want to be sharing and discussing this with other people. If you go to a conference and you live in your little bubble or your little silo while you're there, you will go back to your classroom the next day and you will not feel the urge to get started on anything new. One, you're super exhausted and tired from a conference, but two, like it can be overwhelming if you feel like all the new stuff that you learned is just sitting here and you got to like be uh, accountable for it. So like have a group of people you can share with, get that other, get that stuff out, start coming up with project ideas or plans or long-term goals that you want to see through with, uh, with your team members. Uh, any other advice or stuff about getting to the conference? Yeah. So one thing that I, that I say, and so last year at MATC, I did a presentation all about how to, I did a presentation basically at this po that's this podcast um, topic, right? So how do you plan, attend, and reflect on conferences? And one thing that I said that a lot of people, you know, really kind of said, hey, thank you for saying that. Um, and by a lot, I mean probably two um, of the six <laughs> people in the room. So but one thing that people said was they, I, I gave people permission, so to speak, to skip a session. 
to vote with their feet. So, you know, take, take 50 minutes out of your day to go grab a cup of coffee, sit on the floor and start to debrief, reflect on your learning and start to make a plan with what you've learned. And a lot of folks said, JP, you know, I think about that all the time, but I feel like I'm out of the classroom. I have to make every single minute count and be in a session every single minute, even if it's not a very good session. So I always say, you know, I want to, I want you to have permission to one, vote with your feet. If a session's not for you, get up and go somewhere else. And two, it's okay to take an hour of that day and just park somewhere with a cup of coffee and start to debrief on your, on your learning and start to plan your next steps. If you don't agree with that, his name is J.P. Presidento. He can be found in the Fox C6. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. No, I, I think that's that's a great point. And I, I think that's, you know, we tend to get overwhelmed because it is a long day. I mean, it's, it's six, seven, eight hours, depending, or 10 hours, depending on, you know, when you get there and how long you stay. And if you go to all the events, you actually could be going to eight o'clock at night. And um, the idea that you need to have your, you know, your brain take a break and maybe even digest some of the stuff you just learned is is huge. Um, and so that's that's always sound advice. I always like the idea also to change things up a little bit. You know, I mean, we have a lot of general sessions, but we also have a lot of different ways that you can learn um, instead of just sitting and getting. And so we have some playgrounds we have. Um, theater sessions, we'll have some poster sessions, we'll have workshops that are longer two-hour sessions too. So, um, and we have a whole vendor hall, including students with uh, showcasing work. So um, there are many different ways to learn that will help also kind of stretch things out and, and help you feel a little less overwhelmed uh, with what you're learning too. And even like what JP was saying, when you even go for a coffee break, talk to the person that's sitting next to you and just be like, Hey, I'm, you know, I'm Eric from Orchard Farm. What do you do? Because sometimes you might get the best out of just some random person that you're sitting next to when you're grabbing a snack or coffee or whatever. And that turns into like the best little mini session just for you as well. Yeah, I definitely think that's an underrated part of any conference is uh, the learning you get from just networking and meeting new people. Um, some of the best like friends and people I've networked with at conferences are people that I randomly sat next to at a session or you, you saw them at lunch or whatever and you're like, hey, and um, you strike up a conversation all of a sudden you're coming up with all these wild ideas. Um, I guess one last thing I'd say, Jonathan did a nice job bringing this up and I forget about it all the time, but check out the playground sessions. Cause that stuff's so cool And anything. If there's ever students involved, I love to at least go check it out. I love sessions where students are presenting things because nothing will get you fired up and seeing students who are like fired up or passionate about the stuff that's happening in classrooms and it's usually pretty cool so the last couple of comp big conferences i've gone to anything that's about student leadership or students presenting i i will go to it no matter what and then try to have that be part of uh something that we can uh work with going forward <clears throat> so i kind of i guess i've already started this a little bit but when you're at a conference like this how do you come along with your strategy for picking those conference sessions. So you're looking at that huge grid. There's so much on there. How do you guys start deciding which one of those little squares you're going to find yourself in? I kind of narrow my focus to a few things that I'm trying to improve upon. So uh, one of our huge pushes right now is um, coming up with a digital citizenship 
plan for our district and we're really doing some uh, deep learning surrounding that. And so I'll look for those sessions. Um, and then because of my role in the district, I really look at sessions that are gonna help my teachers. So it's kind of like my shift has transferred away from my learning to what do my teachers need to learn? Like what are their big asks for? And those are the sessions that I look for. So like if I feel like, hey, I'm not meeting my PE teacher's needs enough, I'll try to seek out something for my PE teachers. Um, so it's really kind of thinking about my, my teachers and where they need to move forward is kind of how I really look at that overall grid and start uh, deciding which sessions that I wanna go to. So for me, it's really all about going back to that planning meeting and looking at what goal did, what goal did we set for ourselves uh, coming into the event and how can we pick sessions to, um, to attend to help us meet that goal. Um, you know, for me personally, when I attend, when I attend events, I try to have my big picture focus that I'm looking at um, to try and pick the right sessions. I just like to follow my friends around. I'm like, where's JP presenting? <laughs> okay, that's, I, that's actually what I do. I do a lot of that too. Um, I was gonna say though, uh, it's, you don't wanna fall in a hole, cause like, I'll be the first one to say, if there are certain people who are presenting at a conference and I see their name on the thing, I'm like, oh man, I'm gonna go see that. And it's probably the same thing I've seen that person present the past five, events we've been at together or whatever but i i have a lot of trust for presenters that i'll always if a presenter is good and i know i'm going to learn something i'm more likely to go to it but you don't want to fall into a hole where you're learning about the same thing over and over and over again so really go back to the kind of stuff you know your teachers need for me being a coach instructional coach and working with teachers all the time if there's something that i know that my teachers need i'm going to look for that in the sessions i'm going to try to find stuff a good example we just wrote a huge grant to get some micro bits so at the past couple of events i've been at i've tried to find sessions that are doing that they're pretty popular right now i found a lot of resources doing that i would have never done that if it wasn't a a resource that one of my teachers needed so know your teachers know the needs of your district and then try to find sessions that uh I guess meet those needs and then you'll at least get resources that you can share with other teachers, if not stuff that you need to be using yourself. Um, any other, any other follow-ups on picking sessions? Hey, can I follow up one thing real quick when it comes to like, if, if the audience right now is other tech coaches, right? People who are in our roles, um, you know, I see so much value for, uh, for tech coaches in the networking aspect of conferences like METC. Aaron touched on it, but I'll tell you like the biggest benefit that I usually get from METC is not from sitting in the keynotes. <clears throat> it's not from going to the sessions. The sessions are great, but honestly, the biggest benefit for me as a tech coach or a tech leader for my district is really in the relationships that I'm building and the relationships that I'm maintaining when I attend that conference. So really, especially folks who are in that tech leader role, don't short sell yourself on the importance of building and maintaining the relationships with the folks you're connecting with on Twitter or just meeting and shaking someone's hand for the first time over at METC. 
Uh, yeah, I would say this podcast is an excellent example of that. So, you know, we just all kind of met each other at a variety of events, created this pretty interesting learning opportunity for ourselves. And now we meet all the time and I learn more from the people in this chat right now than I could ever learn at any one given session. So building those relationships with people who are doing the same things you're doing, especially when you're a coach and you're maybe stuck in an office or a department where you're just one person like me, this is invaluable. And you can definitely find other people who are sharing your struggles at those conferences. <clears throat> all right. So you've gone to the conference, you went to all the sessions, your brain is full to bursting. What do you do with your team after you're done? How do you go back and reflect? What does that look like? What are some of the structures you've built for returning from a conference? So right before we get to that, I do want I do want to mention that if, if you're coming to METC and you have not downloaded the METC app, you should do so. Um, as we talk about planning sessions and creating that schedule, your schedule builder is built into that app so you can get to all the sessions. You can see all that um, going on there. You see a schedule at, the gl at a glance on all that. And we talk about that network building. Um, we got a couple of events in the evening that will help you with that, with maybe a beverage or two. Um, and so definitely check out the app, meet with your, your coworkers, your friends and see what sessions they're going to and build that schedule so you can maximize your, your time with, within that. All right. Sorry. Thank you. Oh, that was a great point. Thank you for sharing that, Jonathan. And yeah, I use the app every year. It's a really good way to get around and, uh, know all the, there's, and that's a great way to know there's more than just the sessions that you can attend and see, knowing the playgrounds, all that stuff's on there. It's very super, uh, very, very helpful. Um, all right, so back to the reflection question. After you get back from the conference, you learned everything, you know everything in the world, you and your team are gonna sit down and reflect. What does that look like? How do you follow up with uh, your team, other teachers? What does that look like in your district? I mean, I'm going to be honest. We we still we still struggle with this. You know, how do you pull all this stuff together and share it? And how do you fit in with your PD time with your principals and their building? And they only can give you five minutes at a I don't know staff meeting and all that kind of stuff. And so we definitely kind of struggle with that. Okay, I'm glad Aaron got beamed back down from the spaceship there. That was good. We were worried about her. Um, no, that's great. And I think uh, you, you made some pretty good points there, especially with um, the limited amount of access you have. There's always time to uh, work on and reflect and know what people uh, – help people know this stuff better who maybe, especially they didn't get to go to the conference. Uh, other, other ideas for reflecting with your teams? So – one thing that I do, and I'm actually going to share this out in our show notes today. Um, I have a little um, reflection sheet that I had my team fill out last year at METC. And I, I kind of talked about the three different people that they needed to connect with after the conference. Um, I talked about finding a partner a cheerleader and an investor. Um, the partner is someone, you know, down the hall in the classroom next door, or the co-teacher who they're going to say, Hey, here's the thing that I learned. Here's the thing I'm going to implement. You're going to do it with me. We're going to do a side by side. So we have some accountability. Um, I told folks they needed to find a, a cheerleader, someone who's like a, co a coach or someone who's, you know, not in a, an evaluative um, role 
in relation to them, but someone who can kind of cheer them along and kind of give them ideas and resources along the way. And I also told folks they needed to find an investor. This would be their building principle, an administrator of some sort that's going to help them take their idea and scale it up past their classroom. The other idea I gave folks, um, both from Fox and when I talk about this, is that let's not get in the habit of saying, hey, here's five minutes of everything I learned in three days at METC. Instead, let's find one thing, let's get really good at it, let's try it in our classroom, and then find the right audience to share that with. So instead, you know, instead of going, here's five minutes, here's everything I got, let's get really good at one thing, and maybe a month later, we're gonna, a month, month and a half later, we're gonna share the results of that one thing that we got really good at. JP, I love everything you just said. I think that's huge to have those three different people to, for an accountability piece. So many times you go to these big conferences and you walk away and you, you, you kind of lose the learning and you're not doing anything with it. That's a, I'm going to steal that from you. Thank you. Yeah, definitely. And I'll, like I said, I'll grab that organizer and I will throw it in the show notes today so everyone can use it. One of the things I ask my teachers to do um, when they're there is to schedule out emails to themselves um, so that it's not overwhelming. And so when they come with, you know, when they find that idea of something that they want to try, I encourage them to send an email to themselves for a week, for a month, and then for the start of next year of things that they want to try or circle back to. Um, Because sometimes the amount of information can be super overwhelming. So kind of chunking it up um, and bringing it back in small reminders is helpful. And so I, all of what you guys are saying is very, I would guess, I would say very super valuable in just the fact that it's really easy. I think I mentioned this before you come back from a, conference and you're just exhausted and you're so overwhelmed with everything that you just don't ever end up doing anything with it and you trick yourself into thinking oh, I'm going to these conferences and learn everything but then the next time you go back in your classroom you're doing the same exact things that you're doing before so use it schedule something in the future that you can do like uh, I saw this cool thing a teacher did teaching this I want to try that I'm going to do that in, in two weeks or set so set up some sort of structure where you're going to do it and then put that on your calendar and get it ready to go. Don't just like crumple, crumple into a pile on the floor because you're so overwhelmed with all of the new information that you got. Uh, anything else with uh, wrapping it up with your team? I think that Josh came up with a cool idea for METC. So Jonathan, you guys need to have an overwhelming room. It's a room where you can go and it's quiet and calm, maybe some nice music. And if you're feeling overwhelmed, you could just go in that room and just relax for a little bit. That's a really great idea, actually. A mindfulness room. I think it's the bar at the hotel room, right? (laughs) Yeah, hospitality. Yeah, the the beverage beverage, uh, place. Yeah, 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 yeah. I would just say that um, something that I find calming and um, out of school calming, I guess, is just, like Josh said, hearing students present. Um, so if you're looking for something a little different, you want to see learning be actual fun, come to the showcase Tuesday, uh, basically 930 to 1230 uh, will be going on in, inside the vendor hall. Or if you're there Monday to be over by the escalators, uh, 10:30 to 12:30. So um, we'll have about a hundred 
kids from around the state of Missouri uh, between the two days. So a lot of learning going on between VR, AR, um, coast bases, stuff like that. So a lot of cool things. And just just refreshing to see students present out what they're learning and um, being innovative. And this is a different way to learn the content too. So that's calming for me. And me as well. And it's also calming to hear your soothing voice, Jonathan. Thank you for chiming in here at the end. Um, so that's going to do it for today. Do you guys have anything else to add for today's episode? Yeah, come see us at METC at some point, Monday, Tuesday, or Wednesday. The five of us will be together talking something about podcasting in some part of the hotel. And either before or after that, come chat with me on the Bits and Bites of Education. It's all really specific. Jonathan, give the deets again for uh, for the pod squad. The pod squad will be in a poster session in the Learner's Lounge at 2.20 to 3.30 on Tuesday. That would be the 11th, I believe. And JP will be on the podcast uh, table, which will be by the escalators from 1 to 2 o'clock beforehand. So come mm-hmm. see him for bits and bites. Absolutely. I will be there later that morning, um, earlier that morning, and I'll be there on Monday. And the squad will also be on the table on Wednesday morning as well if you just want to come and and be part of a future episode. Come and chat with us. We'll be recording some things and some sound bites there and be glad to have you on and excited to share your uh, knowledge with everybody else. Yeah, come by and be on the show. That'll be a lot of fun. And uh, we always love the uh, audience when when uh, you listeners get to be part of the show. That's a lot of fun for us. And hopefully fun for you guys to be part of it as well. All right. Uh, so wrapping things up here, I want to thank everybody for listening to the EdTech Pod Squad. Make sure that you review the podcast on Apple Podcasts, leave feedback on Anchor, and you can also – Catch up with us on Twitter at EdTechPodSquad. That is our Twitter handle. Uh, please engage with us, connect with us, review. We want to hear what you guys have to say about the show, and we love getting feedback and connecting with the audience. Um, all right, so that's going to do it for us. Uh, my name is Josh Howard. You, uh, I'm the tech in- instructional tech coordinator for the Fulton Public School District. You can find me on Twitter at Josh C. Howard. Do you remember your Twitter handle, Aaron? Yes, Aaron underscore Lawson three <laughs> i got it so aaron orchard farm tech professional development follow me <laughs> jp fox schools connect with me on social media at jp prez come see me at metc tuesday 1 p.m tuesday 2 p.m i'll see you then this is sam hardesty knoll wentzville school district you can reach me at tech knoll she's in the spotlight Jonathan Lee, METC Instructional Specialist. I will be at METC for sure uh, all days, not just the 1 o'clock and 2 o'clock time frame on Tuesday, but I'll be there as well. Uh, and connect me on Twitter at jleetechpercent. All right, that's it for us. Thanks for listening, everybody. Bye-bye. This has been another episode of the EdTech Pod Squad. We will see you next month for sharing and reflecting with Josh Howard, Samantha Hardesty-Knoll, Aaron Lawson, Jonathan Lee, and J.P. Presavento. 